So the next day, what happens is, is uh, he, he walks up to me and he shows me his gun. He goes, I appreciate you not getting them arrested. You'll never see us again. Welcome to the Michigan Real Estate Investor Network podcast, hashtag the network. This is episode six, brought to you by Noel Seleski Insurance Agency. Uh, we're coming at you today from Michigan Real Estate Investor Network, better known as the network. We're going to bring you some great information today. One of our special guests is Rocky here. We're going to bring about what's going on with his life and what he's been doing. And we got Paul Jones, we got Erica and myself, Jeff. And we're going to start this off today, and you're going to learn a little bit. Listen to Catch the Nuggets, guys. Everybody's got a nugget. Listen to them. All right, let's get going. Uh, Erica, take it over. All right, so I had a great week, actually a really great month, and it was actually partly thanks to you. So, um, But I found out some really interesting things about you when we got to meet up at one of those um, open houses for yeah. a real estate company. and. Um, I get, let's start with the art. So where did that come from? The art gallery? Yeah. Uh, so I'm always looking for different investments. Um, I ended up just searching through Craigslist, funny enough. And I found a guy that had had his share of uh, dealing with Birmingham public and the art market and he wanted to sell. Uh, so he was saying 30 grand. I offered him 14 grand. He sold the business and it worked, and uh, I ended up buying the building in Birmingham because, uh, you know, they were trying to rip me off on rent. So everything worked out pretty well, but unfortunately, last year, I had to shut it down. Sales were kind of going down steadily over the last three, four years, so I said, take my money and run. So I'm were good. you an experienced art guy? No. No? So, no. Th so this was just like a... <laughs> Not by any means. I immerse myself in everything I do, though, so... Um, I learned everything about gilded frames because that was the, the heavy portion of our business was uh, custom frames. And so I, we would have people come in with a 14 cent photo from Walgreens and they would spend four grand you know, framing it. <laughs> so, yeah. so the, the ROI was good on that one. Huh? Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. yeah. <laughs> While it lasted, art.com and all posters, these kind of places offer framing for like zero to nothing you know it's just ridiculous and you can return it if you don't like the color i couldn't compete with that no i a, i get that yeah. but um as far as real estate investing goes where did you go from there so uh i bought my first hotel in 2007 uh and it was kind of like an all-in type of thing uh, i had literally just what i had in my bank account put all that down on the property and couldn't afford to hire anybody for the first couple of years. It was really tough times, cleaning the toilets, 52 rooms, and it was really rough. Having face-offs with pimps, drug dealers, <laughs> prostitutes. But yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Um, Sink or swim. That's it, so I'd hear it every day. The last owner let us operate out of this place. Well, that's not gonna happen anymore, you know? But, well, and again, <laughs> not your background, right? Nothing no. with hotels? Well, Indians are very, famous for owning hotels, but no, I, I had no, you know, previous experience, uh, when it came to that. So after I did all that, it ended up being a really tough time for those three years. So I got into commercial financing, um, because I had a non-compete from Quicken back in the day. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And so that hotel, the, the first one that, that you bought, so it's running well? It's oh, yeah. Thank God. There's nothing nearby. There's no tourist attractions. I, literally, there's no reason for it to be 100% full all the time, but it's 100% always. So you have that one with 52 rooms, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And then how did you get the next one? The next one, about four years ago, I ended up uh, coming across, uh, we call them uncles, anybody older in the Indian community. <laughs> and he wanted to get out of the business. He couldn't handle it anymore. It was too far for him. So uh, ended up negotiating a deal with him and, and took it over. So that one is next to the airport in Flint, next to Bishop Airport, right in front of GM Stamping. 
But for some reason, that one's not 100% full always. So it should be vice versa. I was going to say, you would think that between the two, exactly. that it would be flip-flops. Right. So I'm at about a 65% on average occupancy rate, which is great. I mean, anything over usually 40%, you're doing good. So so commercial finance, and that was because of the hotels? That was because of the non-compete. Got and it. And because I was so broke, you know, there's a new <laughs> hotel owner. It's hard to get yeah. started. So did you get a lot of kickback from friends and family when you were talking about buying hotels? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Crazy. <laughs> you need to just stay at Quicken and just, you know, write deals. For me, um, it, it was more so doing my own thing. And it was a great opportunity. I was getting in at a great price point, so I couldn't turn it down. Well, a lot of our real estate investors that are part of our network, they look at multifamilies. Mm-hmm. So that's something, but the hotels are something completely on on a different level. Yeah, yeah, it's like like its own little beast of a seriously of an investment property there. So the Waterford one it initially was just maybe five percent was extended stay people that they didn't have the credit to be able to get into an apartment, or they didn't have the money to come up with a lump sum every month for the rent. So I ended up making a really good weekly deal. And now I think it's maybe 50% all weekly. I have some people that have been there since 07. So it's like a long stay, like an extended stay, but even more. And these are people that make great money. They just, you know, they don't want the hassle of having a house, which I understand. I get it. Is there housekeepers? Yes. Yeah, that that would sell me too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely. Cable TV, your utilities are included. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to do anything. Just walk in and shut the door and enjoy their life. Yeah. 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 Very smart. So what kind of challenges did you run into that maybe you weren't expecting when you got into the hotel business? (sighs) So many. I know. Well, where do I start? Um, I know you got stories. You got good stories. You know, the revenue per available room and different metrics that you have to pay attention to. Um, you know, people, various people having a do not rent list. I man, that thing is like four thousand people long now. Oh really? Do not rent list. Oh yeah, wow. over, two, over twelve years. Yeah, mm. I swear to God. So I, I that was one of the things that uh, we were featured in multiple newspapers because of the fact that it was a cancer in the city of Waterford. Yeah. And we changed it. We, we didn't want. You rebranded it. Yeah. 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 Well, people used to say, let's go get high at the Highlander. <laughs> that was the saying over the last yeah. 40 years and I didn't like it. Yeah. So, um, well, and it invites a certain type of clientele. Yeah, it really does. And you know, those are, those are some of the stigmas that are associated with hotel motels. Right. So, mm-hmm. Um, dealing with, you know, those sketchy people and, and telling them that you're straight up not going to run this stuff out of my place. It's not going to happen. It was just scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super scary. This five foot six Indian telling some, <laughs> some big dude. It's yeah. not good. And then from there, you actually got into some residential lending, correct? Correct. Correct. And now you have your own brokerage? Yeah. In Birmingham. Correct. I'm so excited for you. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Yeah. You got your feet dipped in a little bit of everything in the real estate world, don't you? I'm trying. <laughs> there you go. Most there definitely. You go. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you have time to watch TV, that's time you could be spent, you know, making right. money. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's it a works. great lesson. That's it. Great thing right there. Yeah. Well, and Paul Jones is a newer investor to us. So what are your thoughts on that? What do you think of the hotel business? So honestly, I really do love it. Um, of course, you know, the Airbnb is coming in Short a lot and rentals. I'm really just, yeah, I'm really liking that. So I'm just really loving the whole multi-family scene as oh, a whole. And I, uh, hotels just take that to a whole new level. So I respect the business as a whole running it. And you say that when you first started out, you had to run it yourself doing the, the, uh, the May. Well, I, you know, I did it the wrong way, to be honest with you guys. You're, you're not supposed to just jump into such a large property. Uh, you're supposed to jump into it like a 12 unit, and usually you can get them for a really good price point, small down payment, negotiated on land contract most of the time. A lot of those people own it free and clear. I didn't do that. I got a little bit, you know, crazy. Right. So a 12 unit, I mean, think about it. You can get in some of these on Michigan Avenue. They're selling for 300000 Tell them, hey, I'll give you 30000 I'll pay you off within three years. I'll refinance you right. quickly. Hey, if I refinance you less than that amount of time, Will you give me 20 grand off at the end? Take 20 grand more off. It works. These people don't 
really get presented with these unique, you know, financing yeah. options. And that's one you know? thing that I'm really becoming that I'm really admiring is that the fact that you can become so creative in real estate right now. Oh, you know, presenting cer- certain deals is like there's no way that you don't have the opportunity yep. to jump into real estate because there's just so many opportunities with these creative deals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you you said that a lot of them will take seller financing, you're saying, on the, the smaller hotels and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they own them, own, own them free and clear. And they've owned them for years. Yeah. A lot of them are family things, been owning them for years and, and stuff. And a lot of these guys, their kids are doctors or what whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, mom, dad, come live with us. You should be tired of the lifestyle. And they never, ever had it in their head where we can hire somebody to sit here and take care of everything. They wanted to be there themselves. Old school. Old school. Old school. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's real good. So you bought this one on land contract, the one that both you. Of them. Both of them. You did both on land contract right now. Are you going to finance them out or what's already your. What, one, you already one, one, one was one refinanced uh, through Clarkson State Bank. They were awesome. They, they helped with the whole SBA program. Um, and then the other one, uh, yeah, yeah, I refinanced just recently. And, and I negotiated more money off, so. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's real good. So you can take them, you can get into them for a lower cost yep. with f- seller finance. And then eventually you can, now did you pull any money out of them? Can you do that like you can on single family homes or like a duplex? Can you pull you can equity out. out of them? You can cash out of them? Yeah, but I mean, it's not preferable the rates are ridiculous and yeah you know. okay okay so it's not advantageous to pull any money out no no okay. hopefully the business is generating enough cash where you can just kind of okay you know. now that makes sense and if if it really don't make you know any sense to pull out big cash you can buy something else just keep it going keep your keep it down low so you can keep all the money coming in oh definitely most yeah. definitely Okay, so are you saying that the rates from the seller will be lower than the ones you would get from the bank? Depends on how much down payment you're given. Okay. You know, but if you're a good negotiator, you can negotiate both. I mean, yeah. Okay. So I'm taking it you're negotiating the way you said that. It's like, hey, I got this. I am Indian, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I was born this way. So what's next for you? Are you looking to do more hotels? Are you looking no. to get into something different? No, or you're just getting into I'm, I'm always paying attention to different businesses for sale and stuff like that. But uh, as of right now, like I went to check out a subway yesterday that was for sale. You know, I was like, hey. Why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah numbers are good. But you also have to have the time. I mean, you can make the excuse in your head where I'm just going to stick somebody there, you know, pay them good hourly. But you can't trust anybody. You got to. Right. Handle it yourself. Right. You know? And those two hotels, did they come? Well, I know, like with the first one, you couldn't afford the staff for a while. But the right. other one, I mean, it was it kind of a walk in, ready, turnkey project? Yeah. Well, I mean, in the last four years, I've gone through five managers. So it's, it's yeah, they came, it came ready with employees, kind of, but they're, yeah, they don't always work. They're not long term. It takes a while before you find those people. Yeah. Oh, and that, that's way. a challenge for just about any business right now. Yeah. That's one of the biggest complaints I hear on a yeah. regular basis. That's one of my biggest complaints. You know, oh, yeah. This was not what I expected my biggest challenge to be was yeah. staffing. And it really turned out to be something that daily you, you're concerned about and yeah. you're looking at. And if you bring in more business, Definitely. if your hotel isn't you know, at you know, 65%, it's at also 90 are you short staffed and yep. how long does that last? There's so many exactly. variables and questions on a daily basis. Yeah. Cause it changes from day to day. Seasonal yeah. as well. Yeah. So summer is busy. Uh, we get, you know, different things like, you know, what is that thing called? The marijuana fest or bud fest? I don't know, something like the high time <laughs> sponsor, some event where a bunch of stoners get together in Clio, <laughs> Michigan. And those are the best clients. Cause they come in, they just sleep, they get up early and they go to the event. The room is clean, untouched, but it, we're hundred percent booked in Flint because of that event. And then there's, you know, Baker college graduation, Michigan, university of Michigan, Flint graduation. So all those events bring a lot of people in the winter's kind of, you know, yeah. dull. Well, <laughs> Michigan's a little dull right in that area yeah. during the winter as well. Seriously. So. Never. Nobody wants to come to Michigan in the winter. <laughs> no, I don't. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you do you advertise for them? Do no. you are you you're not on like Booking.com? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're on all them kind of websites. So too. I mean, with, with one of them, the the Flint one, you have to 
you know, if you're next to the airport, it makes sense to, to sign up with the OTAs, online travel agencies like okay. booking.com, uh, Expedia. Hotwire is more of like a flash sale site. Okay. So like literally I'll go on there at the end of the night if I have a certain amount of rooms left, I will put a flash sale on them like $40. So something's better than nothing. Yeah, right? yeah. So, put some bodies on it. Yeah, exactly. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But they, they man, they take advantage of you. Do they? Like 19% on average commission. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a big number. Wow. Yeah, that's big money. You wouldn't think it'd be that much. That's, yeah. that's high. And that's why I like non-flag hotels, because unless you're a Hampton Inn or a Hilton, it doesn't make sense to, to sign up with, you know, an Econa Lodge or something like that, because you're just paying a massive amount of commissions out, you know what I mean, to them or whatever, licensing and all that stuff. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. But a Hampton Inn... Well, I was going to say, I mean, if it's not a franchise or independently owned and operated hotels, right? So if you try to do a franchise, like a subway, mm-hmm. you know, is it set up and structured differently? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you definitely. have like your franchise fees and everything else that goes along with yeah. that. And I had an opportunity to buy a 7-Eleven not too long ago. And, and I backed up because just the franchise fees are ridiculous. You get in at a low price point, but that's where they get you. So got it. You know, suck you in on that pretty thing. Oh, oh yeah. you get in for this, but we're going to take your second born child. Exactly. Your yeah. yeah, that definitely isn't going to work. Yeah. No, but that now, if you ever looked at the model, because I know that some guys are doing it, like I know they're doing it in Florida. I don't know if it'd work in Michigan, where they take the hotel rooms and they do them really, really nice. And they're usually in smaller ones, like you have, you know, oh, more okay. mom and pop and Airbnb yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So those are tough. Them are tough. They are okay. Yeah, uh, but boutique hotels, man, they make so much money. Like I, I just went out to Boston. We looked at a, a boutique hotel out there. I just wanted to see what they were like. Yeah. And my gosh, it was gorgeous. Really? So just the furniture alone must have cost about four or five thousand dollars in that room. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. so they're really decking them out, hundred yeah. percent. Okay. Each one is very different themed from the other rooms. Like it's really cool. Okay. Yeah. But they're they're high book rates when yeah. you get it. But of course, I'm sure that you got to have it in the right location. Like you hit it on the dot. Flying across on the GM plan they're might not, not be a good boutique hotel. It's by, the, <laughs> it's by the airport. You would think that this would be like a gold mine, right? There in yeah. the airport, right. but. You would think so, but the problem is, is that there's a Southwest hub there, but Southwest flights are still so expensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're not seeing the traffic that they should be seeing out of that airport. They got to make a lot of changes. But it is nice. I mean, you know, comparatively to all Well, yeah. I mean, it's a great airport to travel out of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, used to love going out of there. Park you, right next to your airport and go. parking is the best. It is. <laughs> so do you, you said that like in, in the one, your location in Waterford, you said you do a lot of weekly rentals and stuff like that. Does that flow through and usually like Flint or in other locations? Yeah. What do you see? That is that a big trend? Yes, everywhere. Now a lot of hotel owners are trying to, or I should say non-flag hotel owners are trying to transition and, and take advantage of that business. Um, obviously daily rates pay way more. Yeah, yeah. But but it's steady money when you do the weekly rates. Because to them people, what is the percentage, just to get in a little bit of numbers so people kind of understand, what is the percentage of people that do weeklies that stay long term? Out of my weeklies, I would say probably 40% of, of the weeklies, they yeah. stay long term. They stay long term. Yeah. So that more becomes a, a constant. You can, you know, a predictable, more of a predictable income coming in, even if it's less. Most you definitely. can count on that money coming yep. in all the time. 100%. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. So if I can ask, um, what got you more towards the hotel side of things instead of, you know, going into residential or things such as that? Just the opportunity came up and I'd, I'd heard about a lot of family members and stuff like that uh, getting into the hotel industry over so many years, right? Right. So, and I saw that they were driving Porsches and stuff when <laughs> I was young and... <laughs> <laughs> like, like oh there must the, be something do this exactly <laughs> this doesn't sound bad little did i know okay oh <laughs> but you made it work enough to open up a second or purchase yeah. a second so well the the second one with price point was good you know otherwise i don't think i would have done it yeah are you looking for more no okay. no you, two, two is two enough is you're gonna venture <laughs> on to other now well, two is enough when we talked last time, you told me a few stories about your Waterford property. Yeah. You want to tell a, tell a story? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's many times where, 
Oh my gosh. Like I, I had, uh, transvestite hookers offering me like goodies, what they called it to come inside the office. And I'm like, no, you, you can't come in. Like, they're like, Oh, other, other hotel owners let us come in. I'm like, no, you're not coming inside this room. I've, I've had face off with one drug dealer where he's showing me his gun. And the night before his two girls were bothering me in the office. And I knew that they were his drug dealers and they were his prostitutes. So I made a call to the local police department and they're like, okay, it's going to be a little bit before we can get out there. I said, okay. So the next day, what happens is, is uh, he, he walks up to me and he shows me his gun. He goes, I appreciate you not getting them arrested. You'll never see us again. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) This guy would have stomped a foothold through me. I mean, just scary, dude. It's I've seen anything you can imagine. I've I've walked into suicides. I've I found dead bodies, overdoses, and, and that's not specific to Waterford. I have a friend who's a GM and uh, at the Hilton in in Vegas, and he sees the same kind of stuff because people don't want to do it at home and subject their loved ones to that kind of stuff. So they'll go to a hotel motel. You know, yeah. it, it is what it is. So it's not an easy easy money scheme, right? Like I've seen stuff that I don't wish upon anybody. But you got to be strong, right? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah it's a little different than, um, you know, a cute little rental in Berkeley or something. <laughs> <you know? laughs> little different world. Yeah. <laughs> Much different. I um, I mean, it's kind of morbid, but I, I remember talking to this one guy. He was an aeronautical engineer. Phenomenal guy. I mean, he would bring, like, a lot of stuff from his job and all that and and give them to me and tell, you know, tell me to give them to my nephew and niece like binoculars and whatnot. So one day I'm there and my employee and I are talking and we see this redhead walk out of the room. She's about six foot two without heels and, and she's wearing heels too. I'm like, Dave, does does he have a new girlfriend? He goes, no, that's him. I'm like, what, what do you mean? No, no, that's him. Turns out that the reason he had got a divorce lately, that's who he was, nothing wrong with that. And she didn't accept him for who he was. And he was going through the divorce all because of the cross-dressing and stuff like that. A week later, the poor guy, I walk into his room to find out when he was going to pay the rent. I mean, I knocked, mm-hmm. hello. And then I opened the door a little bit and he's right there. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, sad. So the things that you don't think about mm-hmm. when you're thinking, I'd buy a hotel. You know, then you've got. Oh, yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, that's made me change because I've actually looked into them before. See? So I definitely. Yeah. Lessons learned. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got to keep track of, of uh, bed sheets because if they're asking for too many bed sheets and they're that stupid, they're, they're, they're cooking meth or filtering meth or, you know, or, or filtering dry or something like that. You know what I mean? It's You have to watch out for chore boy in the carpet. Those copper scrubbing pads, because they use that as a, you know, th- these are all things that you learn. And now I don't see none of that because it takes about a year, year and a half. And then you start cycling the good people in. And now I have families. There's school buses that actually come into Waterford to pick up the kids. There's that many, like, families there. Wow. And I pride myself on that. I love it. So. So it took a lot of work to turn it around and get oh, it to, yeah. to really work for you. Most definitely. Yeah, and so, well, now with um, your own brokerage, right? Yeah. So are you able to help investors at all through, yeah, through that? Yeah, most so, definitely. So um, tell me a little bit about maybe a program that, that would work for some of our real estate so, investors. So, I mean, the beautiful thing about commercial financing is is every lender is very niche specific. So there's some that just specialize mainly in hospitality, restaurants, SBA, 7A. Like there's so many awesome programs. So... If you have a special need, there's usually a lender for it, no matter what. Um, you know, I just did a, a 26 room hotel just recently in Cadillac, Michigan, and it was really easy. I mean, there was no issues. I mean, obviously, it, it's not going to close in 17 days like my residential loans mm-hmm. do, but it still closes quicker than they used to back in the day. So apartment buildings seem to be kind of a, a trend right now. Is yeah. that something that you're able to help with? Yeah, 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 most definitely. So, you know, obviously there's there's going to be uh, different things that, that keep them from qualifying. Like if the price per door is too low, like uh, there was one that came to us recently and they were like, well, hey, it's it's like I think it was 70 unit 
and the price per door is coming out to like 30 grand. It, it, it needed a lot of work. Yeah, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. No, no, it's not going to make a lot. Of, so it's going to be tough to appraise. It's going to be tough to do. Most of those deals, you're going to buy cash and then refinance it, you know, once the work is done kind of thing. So they can they purchase in an LLC or in their corporation? Most definitely. So Because that, oh, yeah. that seems to be a, a challenge with a lot of the residential lenders yes. is they, they don't want to do that. So yeah. this part is different. Yep. So 100%. is there minimum loan amounts? Are there restrictions it's, it's on? It's all dependent upon the lender. Yeah. I mean, I got a Excel spreadsheet of probably about 500, 540, like around there, uh, lenders just based on different niches and, and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. Does it, the process kind of work the same way? I mean, tax returns and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe oh, even yeah. a little more in-depth. Yeah. Because cause usually those are bigger price points. Yes, most definitely. Oh, yeah. They're going to do a full in-depth underwriting process. And that's why it takes, you know, three to six months sometimes to get a loan closed, commercial loan. Yeah. 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 But there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah. It's been very interesting. You know, your, your journey and what you found and all the lessons that, that you learned... Uh, one of the things that we like to talk about is, you know, if there's like a special, oh, I don't know how to say it, but a nugget that, that you could give or maybe books that you read or podcasts you listen to. Is there anything that kind of keeps you going on a daily basis? I just love reading. Um, I won't go to sleep until I, I read at least something, you know. Uh, I'm constantly listening to, to different audiobooks throughout the day. I, I love to meet with other business owners. I think that was the main thing that got me to where I'm at. And I'm, mind you, I'm nothing. I mean, I, I want to be even more um, of a presence in this industry. But I wouldn't be where I'm at without meeting the, with those people, taking those nuggets, you know, seeing their work ethic. Oh, my gosh. Some of these people, like Matt Ishbia, CEO of UWM, he wakes up 2 in the morning. Anthony Casa, uh, chairman of AIM, Two in the morning. They're at the office at four in the morning, nonstop, nonstop. Last ones to leave, first ones to get there. So you meet with those people and it kind of just gives you that that boost that you need to just be like, my problems aren't that bad. Let me let me get this going. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it sets it in perspective, doesn't it? Oh it's like, gosh. oh, wow, this guy's doing that. But that's where you got to look at. You're trying to build a vision of where you're trying to go. Yeah. It doesn't come free. It doesn't come easy. Oh you got to put the work in. You've got to strive to get it. Mm -hmm. And that's the guys, like you said, these other gentlemen you just mentioned. Those are the ones that are getting their vision, getting their dream because they're pushing towards it. Yep. And, and that's a big key that I, I think that's a very good nugget about what people need to really remember. Mm -hmm. None of this stuff is push a button, sit on autopilot. It's no. work and work hard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you guys know there's so many different aspects to business that you got to stay on top of. Yeah. Nobody's going to worry about those things for you. There is no autopilot mode, right? No, so, no. no. Right. I mean, if you're going to work it, it's, you're all in. Or else it's not going to, you know. I think that's why so many businesses fail. And one of the common things people say to me is, you own your own business, so you don't have to go in. You don't have a boss to call into. And it's like, you I've don't understand. So times, yeah. I need to be there. I need to be there more than everybody else yeah, needs to be there. It's ownership, yeah. You know, and if you're not out doing what you're doing to bring in the business your employees aren't going to have a job. So, you know, it's really, someone's got to be the go-getter. And it's nothing against the employees either. It, what it is is... We need the, employees. Exactly. It, but it's in their scope of work, right? So their scope of work is to do their job, is not to have ownership over everything that's going on in the business. They don't want to be on call no. at 2, 2 a.m. to no. get a phone call. I mean, it, that, <laughs> I've gotten emails from you at God knows what hours I, I like know, in the shame. weekend. Like, I, I love it. No, that's that's dedication. You have to, clients, good clients deserve good attention, oh, I love it. right? So, yeah. you know, to make them happy, to make it all work, if you're working, I'm working. Yep. That, that's kind of, but I'm work driven. Not everybody Same else here. is. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's hard to find somebody that's truly work driven that oh. wants to, wants to do it, wants to become successful or, you know, have that dream when you get older. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, you know. I, feel, I feel it's a mindset shift for anybody. You know, just coming into it, you can't really see it as just doing something. You know, no. it's just off a of will to get to yeah. where, and will and desire just to get to where you want to be. That a lot of people don't realize that you're willing to get up at a certain amount of time. You know, they're getting up at two thirty. I wish I could get up at two thirty. I get up more around like five six. But <laughs> you know, either way, <laughs> whatever you're doing, you know, you're getting up earlier and going to sleep later. 
You know, that's yeah. one thing that a lot of people don't realize going into certain things. Mm-hmm. The will and desire to actually get up and do, you know, read a book about whatever you're trying to learn more about. Yeah, right now I'm reading uh, Never Split the Difference. Never Split awesome the Difference. I, that is on my wish list. Um, get it. Thrift books, I have a very long wish list. I, I just got it. done reading um, Deep Work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's one book that I'm really yeah. admiring. That's in my top three now, most definitely. Yeah, that usually rotates <laughs> about every third book. Oh, that's one of my top books. Oh, that's one of yeah. my top <laughs> Yeah. So what does a typical day look like for you? Every day is so different. You know, is that part of the appeal? It's chaos. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolute chaos. There's something funny. Like for me at the end of the month, and it's so crazy, and you get through it. I mean, it's like a rush. It's like a drug. You sure. know? So, I mean, but I don't do the same thing every day, which no. is really nice. I mean, that's definitely. Um, Otherwise, it would just get monotonous. And yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So every day is different. Every day is different. So are you checking on the hotels? What are you doing? Yeah. So luckily I don't have to do that counseling. So um, I don't have to be there physically. Uh, but every other day or every couple of days I'll go there and take care of what I have to take care of. Um, I have, you know, front desk software that I can look at the numbers, see, you know, what, what the rev par was, see what the average daily rent was, the ADR. I can look at all that. Um, make sure that whatever the amount was from the last night, they got, got deposited the next morning. So I try to keep a cycle of doing that. Um, but just the broker just kind of kept me busy growing it, you know, adding more people on. So and I, were you mentored or coached or trained for, for the lending portion? Cause I, I know a mutual client of, well, of, mine yeah. Mo and uncle yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so for the residential side yeah yeah he was he was very instrumental he's amazing um there should be more people like him in the world he's so patient he was great because uh, sometimes just what you do on the the commercial side doesn't always translate to residential there's so many different aspects right okay. um and vice versa so i mean did you approach him to kind of coach you and teach you the ropes on that so or? yeah he he uh he also goes to the same temple, mm-hmm. you know, and we know each other through there. He's good friends with my father. So, yeah, uh, it just kind of came up in conversation kind of thing. It's kind of nice when you can find people oh that, God, that yeah. will share share your dream or, you know, be encouraging of the things that, that you want to do. Yeah. We find that um, a lot of friends and family are like, run, don't walk, <laughs> get, get away from this stuff. Seriously. And you need people that will help feed that for you and not scare you off. Yeah. And he's an OG in the lending community. He's, he's he's wonderful. He's awesome. I like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's doing this because that's all, you know, it's like he's financially set. He don't, he's not hurting for money, but he's like, yeah, this is what I know. I'm going to do it. And I love people like that Mm because it it actually makes him feel good to see somebody get into a house, you know, after they've been saving and scrounging, you know, right. It's a, it's a rewarding, it's a great feeling. So you're doing both residential and commercial. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Um, I would say now residential. Residential. You know, um, Is it a lot? It's a lot easier. It's a lot, a lot easier. easier. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, Paydays are a little quicker. Yeah, but you, <laughs> you get paid way more on a commercial deal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of I believe it or not, a lot of my commercial deals come from other loan officers. Oh, okay. So they don't deal with they it. don't know how to do it. Okay. Or they don't they don't need the headache. I mean, they're doing such great volume in the residential side that they don't want it. No. Well, that's good for you. It's great. <laughs> there and you go. It's phenomenal. And there's a lot of different outlets that let's say I'm not able to give it the full dedication I need to. I can give it to another loan officer, and you can get a kickback on a commercial deal. It's okay. illegal and against RESPA on a on a residential deal. Oh, really? So that's a okay. huge no no. But on commercial, yeah, you can you can get a referral fee or something like that. As long as I know that they're going to take great care of that client, and I'll still be in, involved on in collecting documents and you know, yeah, you still help out. But yeah, no, that's that's actually it's a good revenue to even make money that way, and you're not all the way in, into it, you know. Yep. Yeah. But no, that's real good, real good. So how? Let me ask you something. Out, out of your business now, when you started out, was you just focused on commercial when you started? Yeah. And now you've moved in more residential. Which one are you doing more now? You're doing more of the commercial? Definitely more residential. You're doing more residential yeah. with the hot boom right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, commercials, I mean, like commercial deals, maybe one 
every month or every couple months or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is still good. I mean, you know, there's a lot less commercial deals going on than there is residential. I mean, residential is a whole bunch daily, especially now. Yeah. And the good thing about commercial is, is it's not a steep drop if there, if a recession comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, people are still buying businesses. People are still, depending on what sector. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's steady business. Yeah. It's going to be there for a while. Refinancing, people need to pull money out or whatnot. I mean, yeah. No, that's okay. real good. So what would be your best piece of advice for someone that's going in um, and thinking about doing a commercial deal? Uh, make sure you know everything about that industry. You know, immerse yourself. Don't, don't, what, what I did doesn't work for everybody. You know, just and make sure that you collect all the numbers, um, go through it with a licensed professional, you know, get the CPA docs up front, sign whatever you have to sign, NDA, that's not a big deal. Um, but oftentimes people are just taking people's word for it and some just made up docs and trying to get, I, I can't tell you how many deals got stopped mid-process because the numbers didn't make sense. You know, well, and not everybody knows how to calculate. Correct. You know, or take in all the factors. Yeah. You know, very and true. I wouldn't know where to start with a hotel. I mean, I could tell you with a residential home or something, but yeah. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, that's that's a whole different ball game. Any really, any commercial compared to residential is a whole different ball game. You gotta you gotta get all sorts of certifications. You gotta get the oh, land yeah. checked if it's a certain deal to make sure there's no you know, contamination or nothing else like that. It's, it's a whole different ball game out there for that. Yeah. Environmental and everything. Oh, yeah. It's expensive. Well, and you start, you're buying a business. So the insurance things are different payroll that you have to worry about. I mean, oh, there, yeah. there's a lot more to yeah. it than even say an apartment building, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's uh, an apartment building too. I mean, you, I've had people tell me that, Oh, they just look through half of the rooms Mm. And the other ones were occupied, so they didn't bother going in there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you don't know what's Can going on in that behind door number three. Those you ones know? you really have to check out, the ones that are <laughs> occupied, you know? Yeah. like. Yeah. So, yeah, immerse yourself into whatever you get into. Learn it to the umpteenth degree. Like, it's it's essential. Um, I, I still learn new stuff every day. You know, and obviously I'm a new broker, right? But I'm trying to make it so that, well, there's a big broker movement. You know that. Yep. And, you know, we're trying to get back up to 50% market share, back to what it was pre-recession. And there's so many different aspects of growing the brokerage that weren't there before necessarily. You know what I mean? Now we're providing benefits. We're providing 401k. So I'm seeing what other guys are doing really well, and I'm... I'm taking it by the throat. I want to make it happen too. You know, if they can do it, I can do it. Why not? Oh, and that's it. But you have to be one of those people that are, are work driven because yeah. I can offer people, you know, commission to bring some deals in sure. or, or do some, and nobody does that. Nope. You know, it's amazing. You know, they all, they want um, to make more money. You give them a, an avenue to do it and it takes that certain kind of somebody to take it and run with it. That's it. You know, there's a lot of people there just nine to five yeah. and that's fine too. You know, no complaints there, but you know, you got to put in the work if you want, want long-term results. The autonomy. I, I, I always, you know, from a young age, I just always wanted to be successful. I just always wanted there to be some secret path that other people didn't know about. And there's no such thing. But when you're young, you believe it, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I developed a website. It was called cigarettelane.com when I was like 16. And I would, uh, it was before anybody knew about dropshipping. And I would uh, send the dropship order to Sweden. I think it was Sweden or Switzerland. And they would send these cartons of cigarettes straight to the person who ordered it. So it was literally the first kind of drop shipping at the time. And these cartons were like, I think maybe $12 and I was selling them for $25. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I didn't have to house them. I didn't have to take inventory. I made so much money at that business and <laughs> I wasn't even old enough to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then what happened was they started adding tax stamps to the bottom and I got like cease and desist letters and stuff like that from the government. And, <laughs> and then people's cartons were getting confiscated because they were ordering 10 cartons at a time. Yeah. Wow. And you, Actually, I remember something about that. 
Everyone yeah. was like buying them overseas. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. Same brand, same everything. So I was like, let me take advantage of this. And it worked. But and I did the same thing with bubble gum when I was a kid, right? Yeah. So you go to the store, you pay, you know, 50 cents for the pack and then you sell each piece for a quarter to your yeah, friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, so it was in your blood to begin with. If you were if you were looking at that, you were making more money than me and my bubble gum. But, you know, I just I need to think on a bigger scale. <laughs> Quite a bit more. About yeah, song, you know. right? That's a good living there. Oh. That was real good. I mean, there's so many hacks to make money, you know, really just so many hacks. I used yeah. to go to thrift shops. And I would get the Gucci suits and Armani suits, old ones that people didn't um, want anymore, right? It's on the rack and on the 50% off days. And then I would buy them for like $10. And then I would get them tailored to whatever like the most common size was. I think it was like most common size was 36 waist. And I think it was a 42 jacket. And I would sell it on eBay. And I would sell it for like 10 to 15 times what I bought it for. And people are like, it's a Gucci suit. It's a vintage Gucci suit. I would yeah. put that too. Vintage, vintage. Gucci. <laughs> Keyword. That's right. And it worked. There's so many ways. And I mean, just translate it to real estate. Think about how many other ways there are. No, it's you know? creative thinking, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and if you were always kind of business minded, you found your right, found the right spot. Yeah, sounds, like so. you yeah, it sounds like you just got it going. Yeah. yeah. So you're business minded. You're always going to find something. I hope. There's just so many ways. I hope. Well, it's a mindset. Not everybody yeah. has that, though. And it's hard to break bad old habits. It is. So. It is. Yeah. Ah. True. So what about you, Paul? What is what is in your future? What are you working on right now? So right now, um, I was talking to Jeff about this right before. I'm really looking for a duplex, triplex, or a quad. But um, I, I got my mindset on a triplex right now nice. that I'm working on. So hopefully I can get that going to see it either today or Monday. Hopefully I can get that. But another thing I'm looking for, I'm really looking for a quad that I can live in. But again, I'm going to, I'm looking towards seller financing or, and bringing in an investor for it to bring in for the capital. Nice. And I want to live in one unit, rent out the other three, have the, um, the investor getting their capital, getting the, their return on their investment. And then plus me making about a hundred or two a month. Okay. That's just my big dream right now, and that's what I'm really looking for. Make it happen, to. man. Yeah. yeah, looking every day, always on the marketplace, Facebook, Craigslist, Zillow, everything. Anywhere I'm asking people to put me on their buyers list, looking I'm looking everywhere, for it everywhere, yeah. I'm looking everywhere for it. So That's what you got to do. Just start with baby steps. Right. Look at the first run. One of my first mentors told me, and it, it came true, because I always try to jump to run 10. Look at the first run, then when you get to the first run, Look at the next and the next. Forget 10. You'll get to 10. Right. But you got to get to one first. Right. Hit one, hit two, hit three. You might be able to skip four and five, but you got to get one first. Right. And once you get there, it'll start rolling. And how exactly. old are you? I'm 18. Oh my Isn't God. that Gosh. amazing? Yeah. He just graduated high school. You're 18? So just that, love it. Right? Yeah. Sure I love right? it. Got a good life wow. ahead of him. Good <laughs> life ahead of him. He don't, he don't even realize it yet. <laughs> he don't even think about yeah. it. Yet. He's got a good life ahead of him. I'm like, I wish I started at 18. Same here. Right? Yeah, especially in real estate. Jeez. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Do your thing, man. Try it. But the worst people can say, uh, worst thing people can say to you is no. Yeah, I, I realized that. Spit I'm some right. offers at them, you yeah. know? So it's just like, if I just throw out more offers, you know, eventually something's going to get accepted if I'm throwing yeah. out numbers that are agreed upon, that are agreeable, that don't go against, <laughs> that don't disrespect anybody, you know, then. Yeah, yeah you never want to offend somebody. Yeah. You know, but. Listen for 120, like, I need 30. Can I get this yeah. for 30,000? I was like, what? <laughs> They're like, you can get a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> but yeah, and of course, you know, just, um, of course, got the wholesaling business that I'm trying to build, too. Um, but, you know, the of course, the leads from the wholesale, for me, of course, I'm trying to pick out the good ones. Of course. And, you know, sure. of course, trying to do either seller financing or bring in another investor for the property. Okay. So cause I'm trying to spend as little money as possible. Sure. But make as many happy. As many people happy as possible at the same time. Are you a licensed agent too? No. Okay. But are you are you thinking about yeah, it? Good. Yeah, of course, thinking about it. Good. Yeah, and just bringing in passive investors who want to make some money while they're Most with definitely. a bit of extra um, money they got lying around, and you know, people always are trying to sell their homes. So yeah, most definitely trying to make as many people happy as possible while spending as little money as possible. Yeah, nothing wrong with that now. Well, and when you're talking to people, that. they might not be ready today. Right. But if you build a nice relationship with them, you never know. Yeah. I mean, there's people that I knew for 10 years before they used my title company. Right. You know, I mean, it, sure. it's all about timing. Yeah. 
Most definitely. It's true. Don't rush anything and, right. and they'll come around, you know. Yeah, be in it for the long game. Yeah. yeah. Of course Most he's definitely. trying to stay consistent. And plus I got the um I'm a hard money lender too, so of course trying to build that business too. Trying to whoever is looking to invest in things can come to me. So that's another thing I'm trying to incorporate. I'm trying to get everything to revolve around one thing. So say okay. for instance, I do find a deal that is over fifty thousand. People can also come to me and get their their, you know, their higher interest loans before they refinance and get the lower interest. But either way, they're helping me, I'm helping them, and then we're also helping somebody else and we're helping the community as a whole. So, you know, just trying to get everything to revolve around one, you know. Gotcha. So, yeah, most definitely. Smart is, attitude. I was gonna say that was very well it. said, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And what about you, Jeff? Where are you at? <laughs> well, now you know a lot of people know I finally got done with the nightmare of a flip there. We got that done. Now we're just we're moving on to uh, doing what I truly love is we're going to do a lot more wholesaling and hoteling and uh, moving hard into the city of Detroit now and going to really, really take a big run at that. Uh, got some stuff coming up that we'll probably announce here coming up pretty soon. Some uh, meetups, some other stuff, some individual podcasts is coming up and moving forward really, you know, what I want to do and move hard into it again uh, and do a lot of stuff in Detroit. That's where I'm mainly focused now, and I love Detroit, and that's where we're going to do mainly. What what part of Detroit, if you don't mind me asking? You know, we'll, we'll do it all. I'm not yeah. afraid of the east side. A lot it. of people are scared <laughs> of the east side. I love it. I've made a ton of money on the east side. I think people are missing it because they think the west side's sexy. And, um, yeah, it's sexy, but it's three times more money. It's three times more money to buy the property. Is it that much more? Jeez. Yeah, you, yeah, you can pick them up. I was picking them up on the east side real cheap. And it was three times more on the west side. And it's the same amount of rent. Really? For Especially for rentals. It's like, okay, money's sexy. Not spending it ain't exactly. sexy. Keeping it sexy. So, yep. you know, a lot of people give up on the east side, but I, I've had a lot of luck over there and I enjoy it. And, you know, a house is a house. Everybody needs some place to live. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, and, and that's where we focus all over. I love uh, southwest Detroit. It's a great area, too. Okay. You know, a lot of up-and-coming neighborhoods. That's what people really need to look out for is, is um, you know, the areas that are already hot, start looking just a little bit beyond them. Okay. Because a lot of people can't afford these neighborhoods. You can't afford, you know, Rosedale and all those. You know, it's Good getting point. more and more expensive. Right. But people still want to live in that vicinity, so they're pushing out. It's like, you know, Detroit's all rebuilding. It's just going to take a while. It's not an overnight process. Yeah. And, and that's part I'm happy spirit. with. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's huge. So are you, are you doing more rentals or flips? Uh, in Detroit, we're doing wholesale and hoteling. Okay. Haven't did any flips over there. The flips have been out in the, in the suburbs. Okay. But over in there, and we're starting to pick up more for rentals. That's what we're looking for now. You know, you got a game plan. You got to figure it out. You're looking at, you know, four or five do four or five hotels or wholesales and keep a couple rentals. Cherry pick them like you're talking about. Right. Pick the ones you want to keep and just keep those ones. Makes sense. Yeah. One of my favorite videos, Jeff, was when you were walking through a house in Detroit and you're going room to room. And I would have ran 10 feet in. I would have turned around and left. And you're like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And you go down. That means to he's the, seen some bad stuff. Right? Yeah. And he goes down in the basement and his buddy was with him and stepped in water that was probably a foot deep. Jeez. And just like, oh, water's clean. It's not sewage. That's an easy fix. I'm like, I yeah. would run. Oh, yeah. And he's just, yeah. no big deal. He's not scared of it. I would have ran. And he's he, that guy that looks everything. That could be fixed. Yeah. That could be fixed. It's very impressive to me because I, I, me I couldn't yeah. do that. <laughs> Neither could I. No, it's it's where the money's at right now. Really? The money's at, and you're helping the community. That's a big thing. I love too. it. You know, that's big. That is. Yeah. But it'll all work out. It always does. It always does. Yes, it will. So um, any final thoughts, words, words of wisdom, Jeff? No, just everybody listen to great people and listen to what they say and what they're doing and look at all avenues. I mean, hotels, he's made some good money at them. Mm -hmm. And he's ventured off into other things now. It's gave him an avenue to make money, to spend more money, to do other things he wants to do. Look outside the box, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Don't get closed-minded. It's very important. There's so many avenues. I mean, I would have never thought of an art gallery, especially I would have never thought of an art right? gallery. Yeah. But it worked for you. Oh, yeah. It worked. Most definitely. And, and you know, who knows? You don't ever know where you're going to turn that rock over. 
Oh, and I think definitely. that's important. I uh, I made some great friends and clients. I, I framed all of Bob Seger stuff. I framed all of Eminem stuff. Uh, uh, Jack White, like, you know, I still text message with those guys yeah. from time to time. You know, so it's it's like you never know where your life is going to go. Yeah, it's just be open to all avenues. That's it. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't right. own that building in Birmingham if it wasn't for that art gallery. Yeah. It's not open anymore, but at least I still have the building. Yeah, you, you know? still got the building in a great location. Yeah. I mean, like, that's worth its weight in gold yeah. right there just, just to be in that, to be down there. Yeah. And all that's great. Wonderful. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Paul? Um, I would just say that this this podcast has just really shown the value of hard work and where it can really get you. So I would just say in 2019 and especially coming up in 2020 with everything booming right now, it's just hard work. Um, being on top of things is really going to put people ahead right now. It's really going to show the difference in, sure. you know, how valid you are, how people can really trust you in the business, yeah. you know. So. You're 18? Yeah. Isn't it amazing? It's still, it's just like, you know. Is yeah. mind blown? Yeah. yeah. It's killing me. I got kids older than him. Where did I mess up? <laughs> yeah. and, well, I appreciate you so much. No, thank and you. And I appreciate you and your business and the opportunities you've presented to me. I won't take my stuff anywhere else but Michigan Investment okay. Title. Seriously. That's why I love you. I love there you too. You yeah. They've never let me down. They never will. They're, they are just awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks for sharing. And then uh, thank you. we'll see you guys next time. You've been listening to the Michigan Real Estate Investor Network podcast. Let's call it the network. To subscribe to the show, go to www.michiganreinetwork.com where you can have the show sent right to your inbox. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to be on a future show, there's a link on the site to submit your info. The network is 100% focused on the Michigan real estate investing community. Whether you are brand new or a grizzled vet, we want you to be a part and share the love.